Hey y'all, this is Corey Wren, proud abolitionist vegan from the Blue Ridge Mountains of Virginia. You can find me at examiner.com, writing as a Roanoke Vegan Examiner, and you are listening to Coexisting with Non-Human Animals. I know the human being and fish can coexist peacefully. Vegetarian. Vegan. Yeah, well. Let's get it right. You used the word animals, but I suppose what you should have said is non-human animals. Hello and welcome to the 18th episode of Coexisting with Non-Human Animals. This episode I have two stories, The Mad Butcher Has Cancer and The Catcher Cray Machine's Return. Most New Zealanders, especially those further north from where I live, have heard of Peter, the Mad Butcher, Leech. Leech has made his fortune from his chain of meat shops, although he has now since retired. He's currently 66. The Mad Butcher is one of the most well-known and respected New Zealanders. He was granted the Queen's Service Medal for his donation to charity throughout his life. It's interesting that he now campaigns for Allergy New Zealand, as his stores sell meat and milk. As a well-known New Zealander, the Mad Butcher has been portrayed in comedy shows, normally focusing on his weight and clothing and his gruff voice. Here are three examples. In the first, the actual Mad Butcher appears as a meat pimp, driving about in an old 70s car, dressed in a fur coat with a large floppy hat, a pimp's cane, and jewellery. He's the face of a food. He's a celebrity because of food. If you're a carnivore and have wasted back any kind of animal over the last 15 years, chances are you've had a nibble on the Mad Butcher's meat. Although retired from the meat game, Leech isn't taking it easy, having recently published a book, still being the Warriors' biggest fan, and, allegedly, still ruling the flesh trade. So how's, how's things, Butch? Sweet, mate. You're yeah. still in the game, mate? Yeah, yeah. yeah no. Been uh, promoting the book, What a Ride, Mate, The Life and Times of the Mad Butcher, raising money for an allergy awareness, breast cancer, you know. Do I do things for the community? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And still yeah. applying the trade, you know. Yeah. you got the glove on, got the old stick here, and got the old, you know. Yeah. Still on it, bro. Butcher. In the alley, I'm your doctor. When in need, want some lamb, have some beef. You know me, I'm your friend, your main boy, thick and thin. I'm your butcher. It seemed the butcher was still in business. I wasn't just interviewing a purveyor of steaks anymore, I was interviewing a meat pimp. Once a meat hustler, always a meat hustler, Jono. Well, you do, you, you do have some pretty good deals. Customers had a mouthful of rising prices. So they always come to me, the mad butcher. Whoa, whoa, mate! You got bull showing up around here, mate! Oh, sorry, sorry, but you were late. You want Scott's fillet? You gotta pay the price. Oh, you're not good for it. Just a cheer, just a taste. There we are, brother. I'm good, mate. They fuck with me. They fuck with death. Simple, mate. Let's go for a walk. Oh shit, it's the butcher. It's the Diaz brothers! Oh, it looks really mad. Those mongrels! You dirty dogs! You dirty dogs! Come back here, you mongrels! 
nothing but snout and douches, not mad butchers, I can tell you. We have to send the message out, mate. I'm not going to get done over by mugs selling second-rate meat. We only sell the best at the mad butchers, so we send the message out! It seems the mad butcher was keen to retain his reputation for high-quality meat at bargain basement prices. But what was the real cost? Yeah, I used to run a knife fillet racket out west. Mm. We did pretty good, you know, I got some fly threads, you know, good rep, got pretty sweet wheels. But then the, uh, then the butcher came. What happened next? He beat me unconscious with a chop, a lamb chop. I can't go near the stuff now, not even kebabs. I used to like kebabs as well. low-level dealers peddle out their fundraisers and in turn I protect them from the other butchers like the Deers brothers. What the hell is this thing on the roof? Just a side hog it. Just drying it out for some jerky, bro. Good old jerky! <laughs> so these uh, these dealers, what do they, uh, they actually have to give you? A little taste of the action. A taste of the action, and what, and what happens if they don't give you a, that taste? I give them a taste of my pork chops. You ever seen a man kneecap with a pair of pork chops, mate? It fucks with their mind, man. Do you kneecap people with pork chops? Yeah. Well, we might just go, if that's all right. Try one, no, mate. No, 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 Jesus, I don't yeah. want to... <laughs> Try one! Try one! The Mad, Mad Butcher was a character on the Not Very Funny Pulp Sports Show where an actor portraying the Mad Butcher would run about crazy, as if he were truly mad. In this skit, he makes a meat shake to prove how crazy he is, blending meat with a few litres of cow's milk and drinking it from a yard glass. You've got to be mad! G'day, it's your old way to mad! Mad Butcher! There's some of you dickless bastards out there still don't think that I'm mad, so today to prove it, I'm going to do a yardie of meat shake! Mad! It's nice and tender, mixed in a blender. Don't you want some meat? So hot and steamy, get smooth and creamy. Come and get your meat. Meat shake! I'll cut it off here. At the end, he throws up on camera. Such is the state of New Zealand television, no doubt partially funded through my taxes. I was wondering what the heck that butchered, get the pun, MIDI soundtrack was. And then it hit me. Oh, I get it. He's mad, so they play a crappy version of bad. Get it? I love this next bit. It makes me want to prance about in fake leather and spandex with my gang of professional dancers. A 
main hobby of the Mad Butchers has been watching sport. He's very closely linked with the Warriors rugby league team. He often wears their jerseys. This parody song is a rip-off of an Eminem song. Set the blow polish, don't move doors off the hinges. Oranges, peach, pears, plums, oranges. Yeah, here I come, I'm inches. Away from you, dear fear none. Hip-hop is in a state of This man, the man. Butcher. G'day, it's your old mate, the mad butcher. The butcher in the picture with the warriors. We've been counting down round for round. Going pound for pound to the sound of bodies hitting the ground. We've cracked a semi and I'm butter for sure. And just like my meat, you know I like my league raw. Spare tackle, spare rib, I'm hungry for more. And in 2003, you know we'll even the score. Because with the roosters last year, you can take it from me. We should have carved them up for five bucks a KG. But this year, the Warriors will be number one. And I'll be going off like chops in the sun. The business end of the season. Support the Warriors or it's treason. If you miss a game, you The Mad Butcher is probably one of the most Kiwi male celebrities. He promotes eating meat and watching sport, and now the Mad Butcher has cancer. I've commented on news stories about the Mad Butcher, mentioning the well-known links between eating meat and other animal byproducts and cancer, although I was always respectful that he is still a normal person, with a potentially fatal illness. Many in my family have died from cancer, and I wouldn't wish it on anyone. I do think it's more than fair to point out, while being respectful to Leech, the long-known links between consuming animal byproducts and cancer. There's been other well-known families related to selling animal byproducts which have had early deaths and health problems due to their own products. John Robbins of Baskin Robbins ice cream comes to mind. In New Zealand, we don't have Baskin Robbins, so it's not very effective telling people about John Robbins and his book, Diet for a New America, if you have to explain his famous family's business all the time. The Mad Butcher has long asked men to look after their health, and he went on the breakfast morning show to talk about his cancer. He's known fondly as the Mad Butcher, a tireless supporter of the Warriors, an ambassador for Allergy New Zealand, the Prostate Foundation and Diabetes Auckland. He's always helping someone, you can safely say, but now Peter Lecce's focus is a little more personal and close to home. He's just been diagnosed with bladder cancer and he has a message for us this morning. I have to say, Peter, thank you for coming in. Um, this, it can't be easy, but you have put yourself out there at our request um, for a specific purpose, haven't you? Yeah, I just really, it's uh, the importance of people going to the doctor, you know, like... If it's a simple I, thing. It is simple, but uh, so many... I feel like the, uh, the thorn amongst the roses this morning. <laughs> um, but to be fair, that so much, particularly with men, they won't go to the doctor. My own brother died of bowel cancer because he didn't go to the doctor, left it too late. And the reality is uh, I have a, a rare form of bladder cancer that's in my doctor's uh, terminology. It is an aggressive uh, form and it's deadly. So many men won't go to the doctor. You know, they, uh, it's a male macho thing or I don't know what it is, but they... Uh, you know, they're like, oh, no, I'll be right, Jack, you know. Well, it isn't always all right, you know, and I, my brother was a lovely bloke and... Uh, a great shame to lose really him, him that way. And they actually, uh, you lay on a bed and you lay 15 minutes on your side, 15 minutes on your tummy, 15 minutes on your back, 15 minutes on the other side, and they sort of rotate you like a rotisserie chicken, but without the sticks through you. Um, <laughs> I doubt it's anything like what chickens suffer before ending up at his stores to be sold for a 
bargain basement price. I guess now I can point to Peter, the mad butcher leech, while mentioning the links to cancer. Being honest though, I never use any health reasons for being vegan, as it's ethics that matter to me. And I'm certainly not making fun of the mad butcher for having cancer. I wouldn't wish it on anyone, and I hope he recovers soon. I do think that we all need to be careful about our health, men included, and that we should be all aware of the links between cancer and eating animal products. My other story is about the Catcher Cray machines returning. There was an awesome story on Close Up, featuring an interview with the man behind the machines in Hans Creek of the animal welfare group SAFE. As a recap, the Catcher Cray machines are like the Skiltester arcade machines, where you control a claw that comes down inside the case, and you try and grab a prize and drop it into the little chute to the outside world. Catcher Cray has a lobster tank filled with crayfish, which is a New Zealand term for lobsters. SAFE, a local animal welfare group, has been protesting the Catcher Cray machines for some time now, and they showed up in the news again. I wanted to play this clip, if just for the great interview between the man behind the Catcher Cray machines and Hans Creek of SAFE. The Catcher Cray guy gets quite furious during the interview. He bangs a stack of paper that he claims is the indisputable proof that a sick game is humane. Hans stays very calm throughout the whole interview, and the Catcher Cray guy looks quite angry. I think that's a great way to appear when you're being challenged in public about veganism, to remain calm and to the point, and to not get angry despite any prodding you get from the other side. I thought it was interesting how the Catcher Cray guy pulls evidence of a secret agenda behind SAFE, that they're into all kinds of crazy things, such as protesting racehorses and pets. I was really interested to see how Hans would handle it. For the most part, he just remained calm. I think if SAFE came out and actively promoted veganism, he wouldn't have to worry about people trying to expose what a vegan like Hans actually believes is a humane way to treat animals, meaning not to use them, at all. Dive tanks, wetsuit, flippers, forget them. Now you can bag yourself a crayfish without even leaving the bar. Catcher Cray has been operating in seven or eight pubs around the North Island. It's like one of those kids' games where they try and grab a soft toy with a mechanical claw. Except this time, the target is a live cray. Save animals from exploitation, or SAFE, has branded it blatant cruelty. And Hans Creek from SAFE joins me shortly, along with a man franchising the Catcher Cray machines. But first, Michael Holland in search of some cray prey. Three dollars for a shot at catching a crayfish in a central Auckland pub. A delicacy they are, in anyone's language. We call them lobsters. A lobster? Yeah. Got to move this hook out and across over the prey, or the cray. In our country, we're a lot kinder. We don't do it with live crayfish. We do it with stuffed, stuffed animals. animals. <laughs> we do that as well. Yeah, and, okay. and that's why this is quite controversial, because oh, okay. these are it's living creatures. Right. Oh, well, I figured I'm not going to hurt him. So do you want to rethink this now? No. Quite happy? No, I don't think I'm going to hurt him. No excuse for animal abuse! No excuse for animal the whole thing is cruel and pathetic. I don't know whether to say good luck because I'm not sure how I feel about this myself. So, <laughs> Well, see, now the problem is I never thought about it in that regard until you mentioned it. Now you've planted the seed. Now I'm going, hmm, maybe there's some truth to this. Yeah. 
There's a big difference between a stuffed toy oh, yeah. and a live crayfish. Hmm. A crayfish is not a cute animal, it's not a puppy or kitten, so uh, the public have difficulty having empathy, but the truth is, is that it does have a central nervous system, which means it suffers a great deal of pain. No, no catch there, but what I certainly have done is I've disturbed a couple of them, brought them to the surface just by pinching their, their legs. If that was going on all day, I think it would become very, very tiresome for these crayfish. The Albion Hotel has decided that crayfish are now toys. You can take it home oh, in this bag here, live. Are you up for that? No, no, no. But out that's in the good. wild, then the next predator could be eating them anyway. Well, that's true, that's yeah. true. But it's the, I guess the worst part is that now they're here for our entertainment, so... And that's not necessarily what they were put in this world for. They do get stressed by being repeatedly handled. Yeah, you could pull his leg off. That's sad. I, I didn't come to this country for a milk complex. <laughs> I'm happy. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> 20 bucks down, our American friends are heading off empty-handed, but with a little food for thought. A few more gold coins in the slot though, and it's showtime all over again. So that's how the game is played, and obviously it pricked Michael Holland's conscience, but then our American tourists weren't so certain. Hans Creek from Safe is certainly certain, and he's certain that it's cruel and unusual punishment for the crayfish, while Patrick Chandalal is the man who owns the franchise for Catch a Cray. Patrick Chandler, I mean, what is the point of this machine? Uh, the point, Mark, is uh, it's, a, it's a game. Um, but firstly, before we get into this, I just want to uh, uh, talk about SAFE and who they represent. SAFE represent uh, a extremist animal rights organisation that do not believe okay. in zoos, do not, sure. do not believe in race horses, yep. do listen, not believe in anything to do... Okay, that could be fine, but we're not, we're not here to discuss safe. What we're asking is, is in terms of you, I mean, this idea... I mean, it's entertainment, isn't it? It's entertainment. But it's entertainment involving living things. Correct, and, and that's fine as long as the living things aren't being compromised. And the welfare of... This is all about the welfare of the crayfish. Yeah. I have evidence here tonight, and Hans doesn't produce evidence, saying from leading crustacean experts that the crayfish are fine. Hans, I mean, do you accept that? I mean, a lot of people would look at crayfish and say, look, they're sort of robust sort of animals living in the bottom of the sea. What difference does it make whether they're getting poked around? It may, some people may find it unseemly, but is it cruel to have them poking around in a pub? Uh, yes, absolutely cruel, Mark. And we actually have experts that actually will say that it is cruel as well. And there is evidence for that. There is a fair bit of research has been done on craze. They're actually sensitive animals. They get stressed when they get handled. And these machines actually are against the law. Because the law says that animals must be handled in a manner which minimizes the likelihood of pain and distress. And Where I can is tell the pain you now, Mark, that Hans? Where is Mark, the pain can I, can, I, can, I, can I continue, Mark, before I get interrupted by this rude man? The fact is that research has been done, and I can tell you now that the SPCA has taken a very robust legal opinion, very comprehensive legal opinion, which says that these machines are, in fact, breaking the law in New Zealand. But Hans, Not only that, they've also received... Yeah, hang on. They've also received uh, advice from experts saying that these machines are cruel. And you can expect within Rubbish. the next week, if not even this week, these machines will be closed down. Okay, they're going to... heard it from me. 
and it's all happened. Okay, he's saying they're going to take action against you guys, that it is cruel, that they have... I mean, you're saying you have scientific evidence saying that the craze don't get stressed, do. don't feel any... They're saying they have their own scientific advisors. This is going to end up in court, isn't it? It will end up in court. You're happy for that? If, if the SPCA take action against the, the overwhelming evidence that I have put to them from leading crustacean experts in New Zealand saying that the welfare of the curryfish isn't compromised, there will be a court case. But you see, when you say you, overwhelming... You've got to is, wonder, Mark... Isn't this a case of both... Of, his, his, his experts. But, it's, but isn't this a case of both... Because neither of you are going to accept each other's experts, are you? I mean, your expert, this stuff is research done here, research done where? This is, this is research done by leading crustacean experts who have viewed the game and analysed it and given their opinion. And... And they are paid by Mr Chandler to do so. They are not paid. And you've got this is really lies question, and intimidation. And really, Mr Creep, really this is lies and that. intimidation. Your organisation would ban zoos. You do not even allow pets to be owned by people in New Zealand. You are a radical organisation who have a totally different agenda to mainstream they, New Zealand. But listen, they may be a radical organisation. Mainstream New Zealand doesn't like to see animals being abused. And they aren't being abused, Mr Creek. Aren't going, they Patrick. aren't being These abused. Aren't Here is the evidence. They abuse animals. Hang, on, hang on. I mean, obviously the evidence is going to get out of a test in court. But look, you call SAFE a radical organisation. Totally radical. But it, it would be fair to say, you look at the climate in this country at the moment, animal rights and any perceived abuse of animals... It's a sensitive topic in this country sure. right now. And not just from SAFE, but a lot of mainstream New Zealanders. I understand that. And they'll look at your game, and a lot of people will look at it and think... They only like believe that, Mark, because of the mistruths and the lies that this organisation has put through the media. That is the only reason that this is even in the air today. OK, a crayfish on the well, bottom of well, a tank. Uh, Mark, Mark, the other extremist animal rights organisation is obviously then the SPCA, who are dead opposed to this machine and are actually going to close it down. You're so, lying you know, again, Mr talking, Creep. You're, you're lying again. Is just complete okay. rubbish. This is going to go to court. Why is this so important to you? I mean, is this, this wouldn't be a big money spinner for you, is it? No, this is not. But this is about, this, uh, this is about the truth. And Hans Creek. The truth is that this man stands to make $90 per crate that he otherwise would never get. Lies, these machines Mr. Creep. are basically aimed Lies. to rip off people because you know these machines are made right. to make money for the operator. Okay. Get a real job. <laughs> you know? Hans Creek, Patrick Chandel, we'll leave you both at that. Obviously, this is going to be an issue which will be decided in court probably in the next couple of weeks, and we're going to keep you posted on that. It seems Hans was right and that the SPCA has been visiting pubs with the catcher cray machines and disabling them. I sent a brief email to Hans saying that I really thought he came off well in the interview, although I said I really wish that SAFE would just promote veganism. Hans sent me this reply back. Hi Jordan, thanks. That was a fun debate to do. It won't be long before these machines will be closed down, so that would be a good outcome to this campaign. You will be pleased to hear that SAFE will be adding a lot more vegan content to its website in the near future. We have started collating appropriate materials and are working through how we are going to proceed with a Go Vegan campaign. All the best, Hans. I really hope SAFE start promoting veganism. A few of my vegan friends have been asking for quite some time now. I worry that most people watching the single issue campaigns, such as these catch a cray machines, will continue eating crayfish or lobsters, believing it's absolutely fine to kill animals, as long as they are not played with before they are killed for you. The more people promoting actual veganism, the better. Thank you for listening to Coexisting with Non-Human Animals. 
You can find the script for this episode, as well as downloads for every episode of Coexisting with Non-Human Animals at coexistingwithnonhumananimals.blogspot.com. If you'd like to contact me, even just to say you've listened, send an email to jwontdart at gmail.com, or on Twitter, twitter.com slash j-a-y-w-o-n-t-d-a-r-t. I'd appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Away from the notion of animals as things, and toward the moral personhood of animals. The choice is ours. If you're not vegan, go vegan. It's easy. It's better for you. It's certainly better for the planet. And most importantly, it's the morally right thing to do.